So I think passion we carry with us. Uh, it's not that we are searching for passion. Passion is within us. It's just that you have to direct it towards things that matter to you. And if, if, that, if that particular thing doesn't matter to you, you, and this whole fake it till you make it, or now a better way of saying it, dream it till you make it, I, 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 I haven't seen it work, frankly. It doesn't really work. So maybe if you, you can become an Instagram influencer with it, but I, I don't think you can really solve uh, fundamental issues with that. Hi, folks. Guess what? You're listening to Hell of a Business podcast. My name is Sonia Malin, and I'm joined today in the studio by Samir Narula, managing partner of August One, a family office and a fund manager regulated in Singapore. Welcome. Thank you, Sonia. It's great to be here. And I'm glad it's a hell of a podcast. It will be with you. So about the 90-day Fin program, uh, it brought a number of founders and experts in tech to Finland in the, in the beginning of August 21. The aim is to introduce Helsinki and the business landscape for the group. Samir, I know you have been working in different parts of our planet, but what, did you have any previous experience with Finland before joining the program? Uh, my experience with Finland was uh, with some friends I have and also with, uh, of course, with the Moomins and, and a couple of other cultural uh, cultural, uh, uh, cultural icons from Finland. But in general, this was my conversation with HBH and with the team was very encouraging. And at the time, because as you, as you can imagine, we were coming out of the COVID situation, although in Singapore, we didn't have a very tough time last year, but this year has been tougher. Um, and my thought process was, okay, how can I personally and professionally explore a completely new paradigm? And I've spent quite a bit of time in Europe in general, and I, every year I'm here, but mostly in Southern Europe and in Western Europe. Um, although I've been to the Nordics before, but I hadn't spent any time in Finland. My family has some experience. My father had a business here. So it was just a great opportunity for me personally to explore a new, a new culture, a new uh, a way of living. And also, from a professional perspective, we had uh, uh, we had some objectives, which which I can go into later. But the idea was for us to see if there's an opportunity for us to look at the the Nordic countries as a um, as a uh, opportunity for uh, investing in sustainable uh, businesses and how the future of the uh, how the future of the planet could be improved by investing in companies that have uh, sustainability in their DNA. Lots of interesting details. But what I'm going to ask you is about the moments. Is okay. there a <laughs> um, is there a character you relate more to uh, than the other <laughs> little me or crow? All of them. All, All of them. them. But actually, frankly, my introduction to them is also because one of my very close friends who's Finnish, uh, she had a baby 14 months ago who um, who's called Mila. Shout out, shout out to Mila. But I call her Poopoo, which is bunny. little bunny. <laughs> And I speak with her every Sunday on video. And that's how I was learning some Finnish. So I know the difference between a koira and a and a kissa because of her. Great. And uh, when I offer her an omina on the phone, she tries to grab it because she doesn't know the difference <laughs> between real and virtual at this point. So that was really one of the other areas which I which I found that you know it, it was uh, it was uh, that connected me to Finland at that point. So, yeah. <laughs> at August one, you love talking about potential, isn't it? So has your focus always been on unlocking the potential of people? Yeah, at August one, we like uh, to not just talk about it, but to walk the talk. So our focus uh, as a firm, but also as a partnership, has been on how do we unlock the 
potential of individuals, families, and companies, including ourselves. So it's not really, uh, it is a myotic process we see. So it's, it's, it's a Socratic process where you're not, you don't give, like in the myotic system, you don't give birth, but you help people give birth. Uh, that's what midwives do. And uh, that was the whole process that Socrates followed where you start asking questions and you get to answers that people have within them. So our approach has always been that we see potential in almost everyone we meet. And uh, we feel that that potential sometimes needs uh, support and needs, uh, needs external inputs to, uh, uh, to unlock. And for us, the, the core unit is the family. We look at people from the perspective of, of part of a family. And when we work with companies or we work with founders, we think of them as, uh, uh, as people who are doing this because they want to unlock uh, their time because ultimate success means ultimate control of your time. And that's where we're really focused on helping our families and ourselves and our founders and, and our stakeholders unlock their potential. What drives you then? Uh, what keeps your heart beating and what uh, gets you up in the morning? Is it this unleashing the potential or but you, you mentioned Socrates also? Yeah. So philosophics. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, it's exactly this, right? So uh, it, just the fact that uh, we live a certain amount of time and And then I might come back as a cow, but most people don't. So the idea is that we, um, uh, the, any, the reason that we do things is uh, so that we have calmness of mind. We, ha we are surrounded by people that care about us and who we care about. And we do something that's meaningful. So that's a very Epicurean ideal that we always look towards, which Epicurus talked about in 300 BC. So there's nothing new that we do every day except those three things. And the uh, the ideal way or the optimal way of being able to do that is to have control over our times and live a uh, a very analyzed and a uh, a present life. So because the past is gone, the future doesn't exist. Uh, now is all that exists. In fact, I'm reading a, a book after many many years again by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now, which I highly recommend to everyone. And uh, you know, and the idea is that how can we do this for ourselves, where we do things every day and use every hour of our life in a way that we realize and acknowledge that it is an hour of our life. And when we spend time, that's why we say we're spending time, because we are spending it. That hour is never coming back. Mm -hmm. So this time that you're spending with me, having this conversation, I acknowledge it and I appreciate it because it's an hour of your life that you could be spending with the kids, you could be spending doing other things, but you're spending it with me, talking to me. So it should be worthwhile. It should be worth something. Um, and that's the thing. If we chase money, money is just a, uh, let's call it a cryptocurrency of time, right? So money is a Bitcoin for life. Uh, where every hour we spend doing one thing, we trade it for money. That money then we uh, use to spend on something that unlocks time for us. So for us, time is the ultimate measure, as Heidegger would say, for example. But uh, And that's what I wake up with, that, that idea that every hour I spend sleeping, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, taking advantage of the time I have on this planet, and I'm not able to, to spend it with people I care about and doing things that are meaningful to me or getting to a better uh, mindset, right? So that's really what drives me. You don't sleep that much. I sleep a lot. I sleep a full uh, uh, seven to eight hours. Right. Uh, so my, my core values are uh, health set, heart set, mindset, and soul set. On the, uh, on the health side, it's very important to eat well, to exercise, to have enough water, to sleep really well, and to have calmness of mind to meditate. So uh, it's balance, right? It's the, uh, you have to have balance. So I sleep really well. Let's move on to uh, today's topic, 
Um, and I will start with a small story. Let's say you're an individual and inspiration has struck you. Oh, you have a genius idea for business. But how exactly do you transfer this idea, scribbled perhaps on a napkin somewhere in your pocket into a sustainable company? That will be today's topic. Yeah. And I know, Samir, that you are an expert on this matter. But actually, before we dive more um, deeply into this, into the steps on how to turn your idea into a functioning business, let's talk about innovation and inspiration still. Um. Ask any successful entrepreneur how they came up with the idea for their business, and I think they'll likely be able to pinpoint at the exact moment or uh, the exact scenario when they came up with the idea for the business. But is this necessary? What do you, what do you think? Do you have to have this one moment um, this uh, that you figure out, okay, this is a problem in the world. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh, resolve it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, first of all, I'm not an expert at anything. Uh, thank you so much for considering me an expert. But I, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student, right? I'm a lifelong student of it. And I, I find it very fascinating how um, how people decide to allocate um, many, many, many years to uh, to one objective or to a few objectives. And from, uh, I think, inspiration. Is there a moment of inspiration? Or is it a accumulation of multiple experiences uh, over time that leads you to that? I think it's really multiple experiences because um, let's say, you know, the two of us are on two separate bicycles uh, and there's one more person with us and we're we're driving down a road and all three of us hit a pothole. All three of us fall off. Uh, all three of us have exactly the same experience. One of us gets up and says, oh, there's a pothole here. I'm going to go around it the next time. Second one gets up and says, there's a pothole here. I'm going to take a separate road. Third one gets up and says, there's a pothole here. I'm going to pave it over and go over it. All three are very valid, very logical uh, uh, outcomes. All three had the exact same experience, but all three decided uh, to interpret it in a different way. So we don't control what happens to us. We control how we look at it. And I feel that entrepreneurs tend to be folks who look at look at things in a more analyzed manner and it is no um it is no uh, 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 it's not it's not uh, unusual that a lot of entrepreneurs tend to come from a technical background or an engineering background it's not because they're engineers it's because they are used to analyzing things and asking the question why so why does this happen then how does it happen what can i do to change this situation And I think, frankly, entrepreneurship is more of an affliction because no one wakes up and says, oh, oh man, it'll be amazing if I have no money. I get keep getting rejected all day. And then I come back home and I look at all my friends who are driving great cars and living great lives and their weekends on their own. So I think entrepreneurship is an affliction where you something keeps nagging you and says, you need to solve this. You really need to solve this. And those are the entrepreneurs I've seen being the most successful. And frankly, in my own life as well, I mean, every time I've tried to do something because there's a market potential for it or because one can make money on it or create a unicorn or a dragon or a whatever mythical animal tends to be uh, uh, the favorite of the media at the time, it never works. And whenever you think about doing something because you really think it needs to be solved, it's something nagging at you saying, this really needs to be resolved. It needs to be solved, you know. Um, Does it require passion or is it just a nagging feeling in your gut that, oh, oh, I have to do something about it? So I think passion we carry with us. Uh, It's not that we are searching for passion. Passion is within us. It's just that you have to direct it towards things that matter to you. 
And if if that if that particular thing doesn't matter to you, you and this whole fake it till you make it, or now a better way of saying it, dream it till you make it, I I, I, I haven't seen it work, frankly. It doesn't really work. So maybe if you, you can become an Instagram influencer with it, but I, I don't think you can really solve uh, fundamental issues with that. Good. So let's move ahead uh, on the step to turning an idea into a business. So you have the great idea, perhaps, I don't know, yeah. the nagging, feeling, some passion. You have the ingredients together. What are the next stages in the process, yeah. typically? So I, I, I mean, we, uh, as you know, August 1 also runs uh, uh, an acceleration program and an incubation program with the government of Singapore. And we're about to launch one with, uh, with, uh, with Portugal Ventures uh, and the Portuguese government. Uh, um, actually, we're launching it. They're uh, they're going to be involved with it. The um, I think there is no linear path. I want to give you a very uh, concise and clear answer, but there is no linear path of uh, of of this line that I'm going to draw out for you now. Individuals have many ideas. Out of many ideas comes one uh, uh, one prototype. Out of many prototypes comes one product. Out of many product products come solutions. Out of many solutions come companies, and those companies, for them to be sustainable, resilient, whatever word we want to choose, they need to constantly keep changing and evolving. And evolution, uh, just like the concept of evolution that Darwin came up with, was uh, it's not about getting better, it's about adapting to the situation around you. And the situation around us is dynamic, just like in the planet, you know, I mean, the world's getting warmer and all that. So companies have to keep evolving. And as companies evolve, the individuals behind uh, behind that have to keep evolving. So the idea to product to company uh, uh, process is actually a dynamic process. It's not a static process. It's not linear. I don't know if that answers the question. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, my next question is about the team. So you talked about individuals, but what do you yes. do? You see any any failure possibilities if if one is is already the team, or does it require more expertise, uh, what's yeah. the impact of having a diverse team and, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a very, very good question. And uh, the the companies that we've seen fail um, have, uh, I would say, nine out of ten companies that I've seen fail. And and Alex isn't here, my, my business partner, but Alex reminds me this every couple of uh, couple of months and years, is where um, uh, we've we've not been able to choose the right mix of people. And it's the same in any relationship, right? I mean, either you grow together uh, or you grow apart. And as we change, as I mentioned, uh, building a company is a dynamic situation and we have to evolve. Either we evolve together and we change and our relationship doesn't change or we change and our company doesn't change, that creates stress. So if you're so, in Spanish it's called cabeza cuadrada, if you're so square-headed that you're not going to change uh, with the situation, you will get into conflict with each other. So every time we've seen founders uh, not get along or egos come in the way or insecurities come in the way is when we've seen failures happen. So the team is vital. I mean, we always talk about team tech and traction. Uh, those are the three elements we always look at. And uh, within the on the traction side, of course, is revenues or data or you know customers or whatever. On the tech side, is the product, it's the evolution of your of your solutions and so on and so forth. But the team also has to evolve. So the person who starts is not the person who sustains, is not the person who scales, uh, and it's not the person who then, but uh, to use an Americanism, pivots. So yeah, the team is extremely important. Um, it's it's more of an art than a science. 
and it's more about uh, the maturity of the founders. We are in some ways uh, in a better situation because most of our founders tend to have seen some failures in life. Uh, there's a very good poem, by the way, by Odin Nash uh, called Success is Counted Sweetest. I highly, highly recommend it. And it says that how, in summary, I won't recite the poem for you, but how um, uh, unless you faced, faced uh, failure, you will not appreciate success. And that's something we've seen with our founders that unless they've seen personal or professional challenges in life and acknowledge them and being humbled by them, they're not going to be able to, uh, it's very difficult for them to be able to, uh, to have those you know, successes that, 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 that we see on, uh, on, in Hollywood and on television. And I guess also feedback, getting feedback, getting support is important for any founder or founder team. Uh, where should one look for it? You mentioned incubators, that's already one thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's basically, so I've always had three mentors. And right before we started this conversation, my mentor called me. So I've always had three mentors in my life. I've been very lucky where I've had them on different aspects uh, supporting me in my life, whether it's skills, network, opportunity, or even access to capital. And I think that's really uh, what defines success for a lot of individuals and companies is access to new skills, access to a network of people, access to uh, opportunities that come through that, and then access to capital. And one of the things that I always suggest to to founders is to have mentors of their own, but also have, uh, instead of just having a board of directors, which is very important for corporate governance, you also need individual governance and personal governance. And especially if you're a founder of a company or you're a co-founder of a company, you will see a lot of uh, times when you don't succeed, but you have to come back next morning and act like everything is fine and dandy and everything is okay because you can't have your team on the ne- on LinkedIn looking for new jobs just because you're down. So you have to constantly be up, which also means that you need to use your spouse or your partner as your mentor and you need to speak with them because if you look at August One's logo, um, it comes from the Japanese word hito or the Chinese word ren, which is a symbol for the human being. And it looks like a lambda a little bit, uh, which means no one stands alone. We all need support. And oh, that's I think, beautiful. Yeah, and the support we need is from our, our families, our children, our spouses, our parents, our, our siblings, our co-founders, and even our team. So I think it's very important to have a process where your team uh, and, and the people you work with uh, are supporting you as well. And, and I think that support is very important from an emotional perspective and from a psychological perspective. On a professional perspective, the mentorship and support you need comes from other co-founders. Comes And I used to work for my other mentor, uh, uh, Steve Hussey. And Steve told me this 15, 17 years ago. He's like, look, uh, either always have a co-founder or have a network of founders around you because you'll have up days and down days. You'll wake up on days, I'm paraphrasing, you'll wake up on days and think I'm the king of the world. I own my own company. I'm a CEO, you know, uh, which by the way costs know, 50 cents to print a business card or 50 paisa if you're in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, now two rupees. But there'll be other days where you'll wake up and say, oh, my God, I was working for McKinsey. I was at Google. I had stock options. I could just be a crypto trader. <laughs> But you have to have other people around you who say, look, it's okay and it's fine. And you did this for a reason. You did this for calmness of mind, being surrounded by people who are great and who make you better every day and uh, doing something meaningful. So I think we need mentorship and support in many, many ways. And, and that's actually a very, very good point. question That's at the core of being a successful anything, really. You know what? Last question. This yeah. is always the most important one, the most difficult one. So here it comes. Bring it on. I will. I will. 
Um, this is a tradition in Helsinki. So when the Finnish national team, uh, sports team, any any sport can be football, can be ice hockey, can be something else. When they win something, uh, people from all Helsinki, from the capital region, they gather to the market square. You have seen the statue um, of Havis Amanda, this beautiful lady with a fountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So people go skinny dipping into that small pool. Nice. My question is, Samir, what would have to happen for you to do the exactly same, to go skinny dipping into that fountain? First of all, I'm Indian, so the only sport that exists is cricket. There is no other sport. But uh, having said that, uh, you know, the fact that I jumped into the Baltic Ocean with you guys after the sauna, that for me was a big uh, step. So skinny dipping in this weather, why not? Bring it on. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I think that's uh, uh, that's one of the other uh, Finnish uh, Finnish traditions that make me t- makes me tell you always how the uh, I was saying earlier how the Finns are unique, where uh, we try to put them in a bucket, but in a bo- uh, in a bu- in a in a box, but you can't. They're some of the most uh, generous, some of the most creative, some of the most weird people I've ever met, and I love that. And it's it's uh, you know. P- p- I think we should uh, continue being weird. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> thank you for the kind words. Uh, and thank you actually for joining us today. And thank you everyone uh, for listening to the to the show. And you can find us and subscribe to Hell of a Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your fake podcast apps. Over and out. <laughs> <laughs>